You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, Jesus is no good at funerals. He just doesn't do well with them. I mean, remember, for example, Mark chapter 5, when Jesus went to the funeral of the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue. The man's daughter was dead, and there was a great crowd uh, gathered for the funeral. They were weeping, and they were mourning, and they were playing the flute. And Jesus comes right into the middle of this funeral, and he says, why are you making all this commotion? Why are you crying? She's not dead. She's just asleep. And the text says they all laughed at her. They all laughed at him for saying such things about the dead daughter. So Jesus throws them out. He simply ends the funeral altogether, throws them out of the house, and he goes to the girl and he says, Talitha kumi, little girl, wake up. And she wakes up from the sleep of death. Jesus completely wrecks the funeral. (laughs) Or remember how it was with Lazarus. It's four days into the funeral service, All the people are gathered in the home of Mary and Martha, but instead of going to the funeral itself, Jesus goes to the grave and and asks, as the crowd gathers there, and asks that the door of the tomb would be opened at precisely the worst time. And then he says to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And with the grave clothes still wrapped around his body, Lazarus gets up out of the grave. The funeral is completely wrecked. Well, remember Jesus' own funeral. (laughs) They went to finish the work of burial, to finish the funeral service on Sunday morning, and Jesus isn't even there. (laughs) Is this a joke, right? People say, that someone will be late for their own funeral? Is that, is that how that goes? But Jesus isn't late for his funeral, but he doesn't stay until it's over. <laughs> he leaves before it's done. Jesus stays dead for the absolute minimum required time for your atonement and your comfort, and then he is alive again. He's simply not good at funerals. From beginning to end, Jesus considers death to be the enemy. As St. Paul preaches, 1 Corinthians 15, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And it's no different in the gospel text. Jesus comes into his name, into Nain, this little village, with his disciples and with a great crowd following him. And as they're going into the city, there's another great crowd that's going out, the, the funeral procession. Luke spends extra time describing this mother of the, of the man who had died. This was, Luke says, her only son, and she also was a widow. She'd mourned then the death of her husband, and now the death of her son. Her life is a veil of tears, and she's walking through this valley of the shadow of death. But Jesus finds her there. Now, we have to imagine it. Remember in the ancient world that the cities would have walls around them, and you'd have gates uh, where you could go in and out. But those are the only places, and so there's always a crowd there anyways. But on this day, there's this crowd coming into the town with Jesus, and this crowd coming out in the funeral procession, and they meet there at the gate, and they get mixed up. They get locked together, and one can't pass the other. Now, proper manners would be for Jesus 
and the disciples and the crowd with him to step aside and let the funeral procession pass by out of the probably from the woman's house out to the cemetery and then they can go in afterwards I mean, this is still proper manners today. I mean, we still see it when we're in funeral processions that people will pull over and wait. Or sometimes people will be walking on the sidewalk and they'll stop and they'll take off their hat and wait for the funeral procession to pass by. And this, by the way, is right. We should do that. It's good manners. And I hope that when you see funeral processions, you'll pause and you'll stop or pull over and take off your hat. And you'll remember that one day you will be carried in the casket to the cemetery and that you pray that the Lord would give comfort to those in the procession who mourn. This is good Christian manners. But remember, Jesus is simply not any good at funerals. He doesn't step out of the way. In fact, he stands there. Can you think, think of this? Jesus stands there right in the middle of the gate, right in the middle of the casket, right in, the, right, right in front of them, and he doesn't move. In fact, he holds out his hand, and he touches this open casket, and he stops the funeral procession. And then he speaks. Young man, I say to you, arise. And he does. Another funeral wrecked by Jesus. <laughs> by your Jesus. The, f- the funeral crasher. <laughs> Can you imagine this? The death, our great enemy, death, the one who ties us up and tramples us our whole life with fear. Jesus takes this enemy by the hair and with disdain tosses him to the side. He destroys death. We sing about it in the Easter hymn. Remember this? It was a strange and dreadful strife when life and death contended. The victory remained with life. The reign of death was ended. Therefore, let us joyful be and sing to God right thankfully loud songs of alleluias, alleluia. Jesus destroys death. I I think that there is a danger, or perhaps some dangerous ideas about death and mourning that we often hear. Something like, you have to come to grips with death. I think we hear this from our friends and family, especially when we're mourning, or something like, you have to get over it, or time heals all wounds, as if mourning was a sin or a sickness. Jesus, we remember, mourned. When he learned that Lazarus had died, he wept, and the people who saw Jesus weeping said, see how he loved him. And Jesus, remember, never sinned. Everything that he did was holy and a good work, which means this, when we weep with our friends When those friends or family die, when our brothers and sisters in Christ pass from death to life, when we weep and mourn, then we are doing a good work. And it is a good work, at least, it looks because it looks at death like Jesus does. Not as something to get over or something to get used to, but as the enemy to be conquered. When we weep and mourn at funerals, we are making the confession that death is not right, that death should not be. We are acknowledging death to be the result of the fall into sin. And we know that Jesus came to undo death and to bring life and immortality to light. I suppose this is why Jesus is so bad at funerals. 
He came to undo the curse of Adam. Remember that? How God had warned Adam, on the day that you eat of it, dying you will die. But hidden behind that terrible curse was the unspoken promise, at least until after the fall, of God's mercy, because also on the day that Adam and Eve would eat of it, his son, God's son, would also die. Die for Adam and Eve. And die for you. So that his death, the death of Jesus is your life. His death. In it, He bears all of your sins and the condemnation that you deserve. And this really gets at the trouble of death. It's not death itself, right? But it's the judgment of God that waits on the other side of death. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. Death is so terrible because we know that to die means to be judged and we know that we are guilty, that we are sinners that we not only deserve to die in the body, but we also deserve the second death in hell itself. But Jesus suffered that for us so that St. Paul can give us this great comfort. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for you. So, dear saints, it is not true that you have to come to grips with death. You do not. Jesus doesn't. It is not true that you have to get over your mourning and your sadness. Jesus doesn't. It's not true that death is natural and a part of life. Look at Jesus, whose grave is empty. But it is true that Jesus has taken the sting out of death for you. It is true that Jesus has forgiven your sins so that there is nothing to fear on the other side of the veil of death. It is true that Jesus has made a way from death to life for you and for me so that death, our enemy, will at last come to us as a friend. For as St. Paul says, to live is Christ, so to die is gain. And our death means to... to to fall asleep in the name of Jesus and awaken to see His face. And it is true that on the last day, when Jesus comes back, He will stand on the earth and He will utter a word and you will come forth from your grave. Your grave will be just as empty as the grave of Jesus. And like the boy from Nain, you will be raised up to life. Your children will be given back to you. Your parents and your grandparents will rejoice to see you. And most wonderfully, we will see Jesus face to face. And we will live before Him in eternal peace. Because Jesus is bad at funerals. <laughs> now, he might not interrupt your funeral itself. We might have to be buried and sleep the sleep of death for a little while. These times and seasons the Father has in His own hands. But Jesus will interrupt this sleep with a word. He will wreck your death. And He will give to all of us a life that will never end. As we confessed already, I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. We believe this, and we rejoice in this, and we delight in it. 
Because Jesus, who sits at the right hand of the Father and who rules and who reigns all things for the sake of His church, that is, for your sake, Jesus hates death. He brings life. And the life He brings to you knows no end. May this be our comfort and our peace in life and in death all the way to life eternal. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.